Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. I'm your host, Stu Jenkins. We're here with 3rd District Supervisor Don Ortiz-Legg. And we've been talking about offshore wind turbines and some of the potential support facilities. Uh, During the break, I was giving some history. I'm I'm an old Port San Luis uh, Harbor Commissioner. Most people don't know that Port San Luis was the largest commercial harbor in the state of California, south of San Francisco, until about 1922 or 23. And that they also don't know that it was a uh, a port of entry, a U.S. Customs port of entry. Absolutely. But of course, some of that was uh, smuggling. That's why we had Mala Landing, uh, which is now, uh, you know, a nude beach. Mm. But they would... Uh, At Cave Landing? Cave Landing. I didn't know that. That's why that cave is Did there. Did you know that out at Spooner Cove in Montana de Oro, that the um, Spooner family, which were dairy farmers, used to d- take their have a pulley that went down to a schooner down below and oh, yeah. take their dairy all the way to San Francisco that way? Uh, the- so we've had we've had this we've had a history of interfacing with the ocean, but it's been a long time, and and the opportunities that we have now have to be carefully studied, and determined how we can do this, maintaining our quality of life, maintaining the environmental standards that we have here and in the state of California, and and keeping things so tourists thrive and the and the community thrives. We have to protect the quality of life in That's this right. county. That's uh, right. Which is I think the, one of the big challenges. Um, during the break you were, were telling me that uh, many of the uh, Vessels like uh, tugboats uh, yeah. are going electric. Yes, that's uh, a big when, when is that happening? That's happening right now. Hmm. Um, the Europeans already have some electric ferries. And, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about hasn't even been built yet. <laughs> so, you know, for us to sit here and make too many... Um, we're making a lot of assumptions. We're Let's making, put it that way. We're, we're, we're talking about the issues and what needs to be studied. Let's talk yes. a little bit about... Um, some of the current events that have sure. occurred. Yeah. Um, you've been very active in discussions at the county about water resources. And, uh, of course, a big controversy in this county has been uh, potential for water banking and water exporting. Can you tell us uh, what's going on at the County Board of Supervisors concerning those issues? Well, I can I can really speak to um, the process of Sigma, and um, okay, let's let's translate that for our listeners. Yes, the Sigma, su- the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act of 2014 mm-hmm. in the state of California was really the first time that the state decided that um, we're going to have to start making some rules here, and we're going to have to be able to really know who's using what, how much, and where it's going. Um, we also have the ability to have a little bit more flexibility, and I think that that's the one piece that people will often say, oh, they're banking, as opposed to storing. So they're, they're are really great advances that are happening. And my experience actually is here in the um, San Luis Basin. So I'm in charge of the, from the county's perspective, I represent the county and the San Luis um, Basin, which includes Edna Valley and part of San Luis City and all the way down through um, um, Varian area. Yes. Okay. And so... Edna. Edna. And so what we're really trying to do there, which is typical of all all the basins that are in overdraft, 
Some are more critical overdraft than others. San Luis Basin has been about 1,100 acre feet in overdraft, and Paso Robles is, is more. It's a bigger basin. But um, the idea in the, the, the importance is, is that stakeholders come together that are users, as well as what we call the de minimis users. That's your residents in the area who aren't agriculturists, so to speak. They have a voice too. They have to be taken care of as well. And the point is, is that when we come together with a plan, the plan is to monitor, measure, and supplement. Well, I think a lot of our listeners uh, want to know, there's the old uh, phrase, uh, progress and prosperity, uh, that was a democratic value for generations. And a lot of times progress or progressiveness now is associated with deprivation. Depriving people of things is not... Not progress. <laughs> and it's not prosperity. So I know we've had... Uh, in fact, when we had uh, Senator Laird on here the first time, uh, we had Craig Raywall on as well. Together? To, uh, different hours. Okay. Different hours. I don't have debates here. <laughs> the, uh, at least not yet. Maybe mm-hmm. when I get requested... If there's a supervisorial race, for instance, and people want to have a, a lively but civil debate, yeah. uh, I could put that together over two hours. But the key thing is they actually agreed on a whole lot. Uh, oh, I would I, say that's, that's, that's true. There, and, there's, and so yeah. is the county doing, doing anything to promote uh, more water? Mm-hmm. supply, mm-hmm. Uh, either through storage of water, like this year we had a tremendous amount of water, and, yeah. and it's a lot of it just went out to sea. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people went with it. Um, and then, uh, of course, the other way is uh, increasing the supply. And we have, if we're talking about vast quantities of clean electric power, is there a move towards desalinization to supply agriculture, mm-hmm. industry, um, and yeah. commerce and and people's residences with more water supply. Yeah. So I'll take the last one first, and that is that last year um, we established a um, joint effort with the county of Santa Barbara to do the, the analysis. And we have one person who's very smart and wonderful um, in charge of... Well, let's give him a plug or her a plug. Who's that? <laughs> her, um, Courtney Howard. Okay. Um, that she's in, she's actually, they're looking at all the different technologies on desal, um, feasibility of locations, how we collaborate. I think and I want to stop there for a second. One mm. of the things that's really important that has happened in this now conversation that water is very important, a resource that we need to um, um, take care of, store, and do all the things like you said, is that we're looking more on a regional aspect than we have in the past. And so water is kind of like electricity. You can't just say, I'm generating this electricity right here and I'm going to keep it right here. It, once it goes out, you know. Well, let me test that a little bit. Go ahead. Uh, our county, the county of San Luis Obispo, is uh, three times the size of the state of Rhode Island. Yes. So when I'm thinking regional, I'm thinking, well, we're already this three times the size of the smallest state. Um, but but we but, we are a region. 
Yes, that's what, what true. are you thinking about? What I'm regionally? thinking about, what I'm thinking about, is how we collaborate with. Let's let's talk about with Santa Barbara, where where we have certain we have certain things that they that, that we can benefit them. They have certain things that they can benefit us. Pipelines, agreements, storage areas, more water in certain places. So this is the kind of thing that is happening yeah. where we can kind of Let, work let's, together. Let, let's go into detail on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pipelines and storage spaces compared to what we have here in San Luis Obispo. What what are you? Well, what I'm saying is that is that, and I and I, this I would need a better script on to tell you the truth, because but but I can tell you this mm-hmm. is that when we collaborate together, when we focus on our um, infrastructure and our ability to put our infrastructure dollars together, we can actually make a better resource for all of us. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. That there's, they're like, they get certain amount of state water that they don't need. We want some of the state water. We have some things they want. There's this kind of thing that's going on is what I'm saying is that it is very detailed. And I think it would be great to have a show just on that because it really does take um, a, now, a, now you a are deeper talking, dive. You're talking to the host. We can arrange that. Oh, that's good. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, mm-hmm. so you know, trying to come up with regional um, collaboration but back to the situation that Mr. Graywall and all of us are really interested is making sure that there's an equitable um, approach to that the small landowner has access to water versus the large user. Well, obviously, if you if you have access to water, you can grow crops or you can uh, water livestock. If you don't, you've got a bare piece of ground and yeah. and you're just paying property taxes on it. Yeah. So those are those are things that people are going to want to know about. I think he. It's had, very complex, and, it, and, yeah. and I want to just say mm-hmm. that um, one of the things that really happens here is that that being able to really dig into the details and and to be able to build the relationships to say, hey, you know, s- certain large users need to be paying for our ability to to take care of these things to, to, to benefit the greater good. There you go. All right, folks, you're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. We're having a good discussion here with 3rd District Supervisor Don Ortiz-Legg. Stay tuned after these important ads.